musical makes me feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down, the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. Welcome to this week's edition of the Conquer Local podcast. We're continuing a series we started over three and a half years ago called the Master Sales Training Series. And this episode is very poignant because all of us are dealing with remote selling. Some of us have dealt with remote selling for quite some time. And I have 10 hard-earned tips on how you could do remote selling better. And we're going to cover that next of the Conquer Local podcast. Well, here they come. The 10 tips for improving your remote selling motions. And you've got to be doing them. And I find when I'm talking to sales professionals and I get a chance to do that, not as much as I would like, but I do it quite often. They're saying, boy, this is new. I've never even done this before. I've used Microsoft Teams maybe because that's what our company uses for meetings. But when it comes to -to face-to-face, talking to that customer, we've got to take a look at how we could improve that experience because let me tell you, I've been in some really bad meetings in the last 12 months. So number one, join early. Treat an online meeting like it's a meeting that you're showing up to at a business. And I don't think it's going to work out for you very well if you always show up 10 minutes late. Um, The other thing is if you are already having anxiety around the technology and is it going to work and is my background right and, you know, what's going, how do I look and all those sorts of things, uh, joining a little bit early will give you the ability to make sure that the screen is set up properly. You have your visual presentation ready to go, whether that's a sales deck or maybe you're going to go through a live demo or something like that. So joining early is one of the great ways to reduce the level of anxiety you're going to have. Um, because we're dealing with technology and sometimes, and, and it's not just you, you might do everything right on your end, but there's someone else on the other end that's dealing with technology and you might be at, um, you know, at their mercy when it comes to, you know, you're going to have to download the thing and you have to click this button and you got to get the settings and you got to, oh, you got something over top of your camera. So number one, join early. Number two, I have found that sharing an agenda in advance is always a great way to make the meeting matter. And uh, especially if you're doing some sort of a team-based meeting, um, they go down rabbit holes like crazy. And as much as it's nice to have somebody chair the meeting when you're doing it face-to-face, also when you're doing a, a meeting and you got all the tiles up there and you got all the people, having someone chair that meeting, really important. But then having the agenda inside the notes and you book the meeting two weeks down the road, gives you the, a place to put some things, a place to maybe ask some questions of the other folks that are b- going to be on the call. So it is a way to kind of set the stage as to what's going to happen and make that meeting matter. Number three, dress for success. Well, I, I think there's been enough memes and there's been enough, you know, uh, little videos online that are quite comical sometimes about the fact that a lot of us have not worn pants um, since, you know, March. Um, but that also does not give you the excuse 
to do a meeting in your underwear or in your pajamas or in something that does not look professional. You are still carrying on a professional meeting. It is still a business meeting. So, you know, you might want to wash your hair. You might want to comb it. You might want to, and, and I've found that this whole thing of, oh, I'm remote. I don't need to try anymore. It actually is a thing. Um, and I'm hearing from people, let me tell you, if you get on a call trying to sell me something and look like you just rolled out of bed, it's not going to work out for you. The same way as it wouldn't work out for you if I was in your business trying to buy something from you and you looked like that. So I think that, remember, this is business to business selling a lot of times. It's a commercial sale. So you need to be dressed for success. If you don't want to wear pants, that's fine. But just be really careful that you don't get scared and stand up during the meeting because it might not go so well for you or if you forget to turn off your camera. Number four, be aware of your surroundings. I, I can't talk enough about this. I have never in my 31 years of sales been invited into more bedrooms to do presentations than in the last 12 months. Now, I have empathy for people that are working from home that don't have an office or they have a, an area where they could have an office, but there's three kids running around because they don't have daycare. So, you know, I get all of those items, but thank goodness, technology companies have given you a way to solve this. You can get a background and just put it behind you and it can be professional looking. You can have your logo there. I have one of my colleagues that has a screen up in the corner of his room. It's just a white wall with a screen. He's got the logo of the company up there. Um, all, you know, it should look clean and tidy. It should be exactly the way you want people when they come into your, your office. Now, another thing that I would like to say is put some things into the background that are your personality. The same way if I go into a business owner's office, they might have a plaque on the wall or a photo that matters to them or something like that. You, you want to have that same level of personality when you were doing the, the Zoom call. The more that we can make the experience online as much like you're just being invited into a virtual office to do it. I think the more that it keeps it to be a very professional meeting. Number five, become the master of mute. You have to have seen the meme top quote of 2020. You're on mute. <laughs> And you can see somebody who's making a presentation. They're very passionate. They're waving their hands. They're going crazy. But no one on the call has a clue what they're saying because they're on mute. It's okay to jump in and say, Colleen, you're on mute. Um, in fact, it helps the presenter because the last thing you want is for them to go on for five minutes with a very passionate delivery. And then they got to go back and redo it. It's never going to be as good as it was the first time. But also the thing that I like about mastering the mute button is when, you know, the grandson comes in with a little plastic bat and wants to smack you in the head with it or yell at you, you hit the mute button. You get really good at muting. You can kind of get rid of some of the distractions that may be happening around you. Um, and it also is really good if you're got somebody beside you that you're having a conversation with, but become like really keep an eye on the mute button. And, you know, we're here in studio with my colleague, Brent Blazeko, and we worked in the radio business for a long time. Radio announcers are experts at the mute button. Like they know how to turn it on if they're going to cough so that you don't even hear the cough online. If they want to say a bad word, they can mute that thing out. But the, the thing that we've learned in a long running career of being on the air you never want to say anything in the control room that you wouldn't want to be said on air. So if you can't drop an F-bomb, um, don't say it. Just don't say it in the area that you're having the meeting. Like just don't even do it. And then it doesn't have a chance of leaking out. The other thing is always assume that the mic is on. 
Unless you look at the mute button to see that it's muted, your mic is on. So just keep your mouth shut. And, oh, another thing on the mute button, if you've got to do a heavy sigh because you don't like something or you want to like take a deep breath, just mute it. Nobody on the call wants to hear you heavy sigh or deep breath or cough or whatever is going on. So become the master of the mute button. I wish they would just mandate that it was in the same place on every platform too. Wouldn't that be nice? But they're all over the place. Number six, stay seated and stay in frame. And I know that that kind of goes against what you're being told by your trainer who's saying stand during the day. Sitting is the new smoking. But it's super annoying when you leave the camera on and you're walking from your truck through the parking lot and the person is watching. You can't help but watch it because it's right there on the meeting and it, you're, you're kind of getting you know vertigo because you're watching the screen. Um, so if you're going to be doing the meeting, it's okay to just turn that off. Turn the camera off. Say, I'm on my way to my office. Traffic was bad, but I'm listening to your part of the presentation. Just turn the camera off. And then when you get into the, the meeting, you want to make sure that you stay in frame. And the best way to test this is to set up your meeting and then maybe even put like some tape on the desk where you set your laptop every single time, because then you know that what's happening behind you is in frame. I, I, I can't tell you the number of meetings that I've had where I'm talking to somebody's forehead or worse yet, I'm talking to just like from the nose down and I can see what they had for lunch in their teeth because they're really not paying attention to how far they are away from the microphone and what the audience is seeing. So stay seated, stay in frame, or if you have to stand, make sure that you're taking into account that now you need to, you need to tilt the, the camera up a little bit so that you're still in frame. Smile. You can still use your hands. You can still do the things that you do live in front of a group of people. But just make sure the camera's on, game on. Number seven, minimize distractions when working from home. <sighs> I tell you, I've been on a lot of these meetings over the last year. And, and listen, all of these 10, I could take these tips too, because I'm sure that tomorrow I'll probably screw some of them up. It's an, it's an ongoing challenge. But the more that we can do to minimize distractions, like to tell our family members, I'm about to go on a call, so don't come out to get something out of the freezer because maybe your office is your garage. Um, use noise-canceling headphones. That can help you to focus on the conversation while something might be happening over on the side. Turn off your social alerts and your cell phones. Um, and practice, practice active listening. I find that active listening is hard. I, like, I love multitasking. Turns out I'm bad at it. My colleagues tell me that all the time. Active listening is key when you're dealing with one of these meetings. You can't be over here on LinkedIn or Facebook. You can't be over here responding to an email. You need to be focused on the listener. Same way, would you really be on Facebook or responding to an email if you're in a face-to-face -face meeting? God, I hope not. So the same type of thing. Minimize those distractions. And then number eight, have some empathy for others in the meeting. So this goes together with number seven. Um, it also goes up here with number six. You're like, okay, you've got all these rules. They're great. We love rules. And then the next meeting you're going to be on, somebody's going to have a toddler beating them with a plastic bat and screaming at them. And, and you're going to say, well, that's not professional. George has these 10 rules I heard on the Conquer Local podcast. But we don't really know what's going on in that individual's life. COVID has done crazy things to all sorts of families. They may not have daycare. 
they may have a studio in a in a downtown of a large metropolitan area and they were never set up to work from home but they're now forced to work from home um they may not have the proper gear to make it work like the lighting and things like that so having a little bit of empathy around this and maybe if it's something that is on your team you might want to say to them after a call there's some tips on how to have some of these better meetings because maybe they just don't know. So having a little bit of empathy, I think is pretty important because we're, you know, we're dealing with something we've never had to deal with before. Number nine, plan for an effective kickoff and wrap up to the meeting. And, you know, this comes from, you know, even doing this in an in-person meeting. So you're going to talk about, okay, here's what we're going to try and accomplish in the meeting. Does anyone want to add anything to the agenda? We've had the agenda in the meeting notes since our last meeting. We have a few takeaways from the last meeting. We're going to cover those first, and then we'll go into the, the agenda items. We have a 55-minute time limit on this meeting. I'm going to time box it. I'm going to hold people accountable to the agenda. And then at 50 minutes, we're going to do a wrap-up so that we can lay out what the next steps are going to be. Someone has to chair the meeting. Someone has to keep the meeting on track. And, and we don't really have the ability to reach across the counter and grab the person by the throat to get them in line. So we have to do it virtually. And by just laying out those simple ground rules, I think you'll find that these online meetings become more effective. And then what you're going to find when you get back into the office, eventually, you're going to have even more effective meeting habits face-to-face. -face. Number 10, shut down everything else. Um, I think it just protects you on the meeting. You know, we're, we live in this world of always on, constant notification. Um, you just don't want something bad to come up on the screen. The other thing that I'm bad at is I do a lot of screenshots. Um, and sometimes I'm doing screenshots of things that I want to fix. And sometimes I'm doing screenshots of things that I want to, you know, maybe use as a guide to build out other items. But you, you just don't want something on there that, you know, you can't explain <laughs> like, oh, why do you have that on the screen? Um, so sometimes I find it to be more effective to just share one tab so that you're not sharing the desktop and bouncing between tabs. But shutting down all of the other programs on your device gives you the ability to really stay focused when you come to that meeting. 10 tips for remote selling is our topic on this week's Master Sales Series. So let's look at them. We'll run them down for you. Number one, join early. Number two, share a proposed agenda in advance. Number three, dress for success. Number four, be aware of your surroundings. Number five, become a master of the mute button. Number six, stay in frame. Number seven, work to minimize distractions. Number eight, have some empathy. Number nine, plan for an effective kickoff and wrap up to every meeting. And number 10, shut down all the programs so that you can stay focused on your message. With a little bit of practice, I think that we can polish our appearance and have better online remote selling motions as we move forward in this new normal of 2021. Thanks for joining me on this edition of the Master Sales Series, a part of the Conquer Local podcast. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive producers are Brendan King, George Leith, and Colleen McGrath. Marketing by Rory Lawford. Recorded and mixed at Sound Lounge by T-Bone. <laughs>